Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Somebody that knows what uh, date Groundhog Day is and uh, what date a whole bunch of other things are is uh, Brian Kilmeade. Brian, I was just using an AI chatbot to write a uh, hypothetical nominating speech um, of you for president as written by Tim Scott. And I must say, this is a pretty good speech. It's got you nailed. I'm, uh, I'm honored uh, that you would go out of your way to have somebody else do something uh, not real. <laughs> for me uh that doesn't come from your heart so thank frank you really caught me by surprise that's right that's right that's what i strive to do uh brian uh we saw obviously the news from tom brady yesterday that he's retiring again speaking of groundhog day do you think this retirement is for real oh there's no question it's for real it did catch me by surprise Uh, frank if we did this on tuesday and you asked me about brady i'd say he's coming back because uh if you look at some of his stats and you listen to some of the breakdowns. They say that the velocity of his passes was fine. They said if you go back, he missed training camp. If you see that he goes to Bob Kraft's wedding in the middle of the season, you see he lost 15 pounds because, like a lot of people listening right now, personal strife, whether you have a kid sick, you're going through a brutal divorce, your parents in trouble, mm-hmm. you're not going to concentrate on your job. So you figure a subpar team, a subpar roster, he's got all these things going on. Age didn't play a factor. He's coming back. Now things are going to settle down. He's coming back. And they just surprised everyone and says, I guess I'll just take the $375 million over 10 years and go to Fox and sit in the booth. And that'll be another thing. So Greg Olson's got to be the most disappointed guy in the world. He had to know what's going to happen, but he is no longer. Uh, this will be what he does the Super Bowl, and he does a great job, former tight end for the Panthers. He does a great job. It'll be it. He'll go to the second team, and Brady steps into the booth. Number one. Yeah, well, it's going to be uh, now. He's a colleague of yours now, right? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how uh, how that works out. I'm sure uh, that'll be fun. A uh, bunch of quick. You things. think there'll be clashes, Frank? Are you saying that that is something he should have taken into a consideration before he said yes? And now you think that'll be the bigger story? How he gets along with me? Uh, I you think- are, what great news instincts. <laughs> Right, Brian. Um, Speaking of news instincts, obviously we're seeing a lot of coverage of the migrant situation in New York. Not surprisingly, a lot of the migrants don't want to move out of the three-star hotel that they're in and go to a congregate uh, shelter uh, in Red Hook somewhere because it's a transportation desert and so forth. Is there anything more that we can do for the migrants, Brian? Um, uh, Some of them are unhappy with the food they're being offered. Is there any way that we can get them maybe to afford four-star hotel. Don't we owe it to them to do a little more for them? Exactly. There's, uh, for the longest time, there's been too much focus on the American people and not other people's people. And I think the candidate that realizes that the voters uh, should not be the focus. It should be other people that can't vote uh, that should be the focus. That'll be the successful politician. I mean, I've never seen anything as insane than what I've seen with these activists getting underneath. And I think manipulating these men who were supposed to go to the Brooklyn Terminal and telling him, go protest outside by sleeping on the street. Wow. Instead of going to the terminal where you get a hot check, ping pong, knock hockey, uh, a ferry pass, 
uh, can hang out in shorts and play tag. You get to see and stay on the street to make your point that we illegal immigrants uh, have the right to sleep on the street, too, with our homeless. I've never seen such idiocy. So last night, I guess around 2 in the morning uh, or 12, I'm not sure, between 12 and 2, they just swept him up and they said, guys, get going. Where are they going is the other key. They said, well, they're going to move on to sponsor families and other connections. Really? Why weren't you there to begin with? We just they're, they're, they're now part of the invisible population here. And one thing that with the mayor said yesterday, he said, when I talk to him, they want jobs. So I'm going to try to get them jobs. Okay, good. You might want to focus on New York City guys, but can you get jobs if you're here illegally? Can you show up with your di- uh, with your desk date and say, this is the date I'm going to get hearing. In the meantime, I would like to park cars or I would like to be a hall monitor in the local high school. I, I, don't, I don't know what they could do legally, but they're now somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think that was part of the uh, rationale here in New York behind the uh, the the uh, IDs, the non-citizen IDs, and the um, driver's licenses for illegal aliens is to allow them to get jobs, even though their uh, legal status is uh, somewhat questionable. But it's certainly going to be somewhat questionable. Yeah, they don't well, belong here, right? Well, so right they, again, uh, every time I say illegal immigrant, uh, I am deluged with a whole bunch of people saying asylum seeker is a very is not an illegal status. So I'm going to say questionable and let people question. That. That on their own. Brian, a week ago, you you said that uh, Tim Scott was likely to run for president. You've done a lot of great interviews with him, uh, both in primetime and on uh, Fox and Friends and on the radio. Uh, instead, it's another South Carolinan that is uh, that is making some news this week as she moves forward with a presidential candidacy. It looks like Nikki Haley, former ambassador to the U.N., former governor of South Carolina, is going to move forward. She's the second major Republican presidential candidate to officially announce. How do you think her candidacy is going to be greeted in GOP circles? Well, number one, on, on, on Tim Scott, before you decide whether you're going to vote for him or not, if you could just see my piece, I'm sure it's on YouTube or you get out on Fox News. Uh, I went back to South Carolina with him and I went back to his house where he was raised with his grandparents because his dad and mom divorced. Dad goes in the military. Mom is basically impoverished. And you would not believe the humble circumstances in which he grew up. And they don't even have the house there. They just wrecked it. And it's behind a post office. It is. uh, And he said he has no complaints. And what he has done to get where he is today, and he was successful in business before, is amazing. So Nikki Haley was the one who elevated him from congressman to fill Jim DeMint's Senate seat. So they're buddies. Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott are buddies. Lindsey Graham is endorsing Trump. And the governor, McMaster, obviously is a fan of everybody. Uh, he's a friend of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's been an ally. But McMaster, the governor of South Carolina, is going for Trump. For Nikki Haley, I'm looking at all these Republican experts, and I see the polls that she's not resonating. I don't know why. I mean, she's extremely bright. She's savage. She's tough. Uh, coming from a, as, a, as a woman, minority, with a husband in the military, checks all the boxes, took on tough issues like the Confederate flag flying in South Carolina, as bizarre as that sounds. Uh, for that to be flying, she she was the one who took it down. So I think that she was really good as a U.N. ambassador, at which time she said, I'll take the job if I can report directly to the president. So she was almost like a mini secretary of state, took on Tillerson and some others that did want to see maybe a woman have that powerful position and then got the Oval Office goodbye from Trump. But everyone keeps saying these Republican experts go, yeah, she's got no base. Let's just see.
let's just see how this goes. And number one, if she's strong, unlike Kamala Harris, she knows the issues. So you not let me, you might not like her stand, but she's not going to say, I don't know, or do the filibuster. Kamala, I forgot to study for the first 25 years of my life anything uh, besides being Queen of England. So she's a ceremonial head. Nikki Haley would be a great running mate on many different levels. So when you're a governor, you got the international, uh, uh, the international experience, I believe, and the respect. She also knows how to negotiate with Trump, who's a unique personality, to say the least. She could handle it, and she had his respect. So everyone keeps saying she's got no residence. All I can say is she wouldn't have jumped in if she didn't have some money behind her, mm. and she wanted to be first as uh, someone who also is going to run to me. I said, why is she in and you're not? And they wrote back to me, it's because she needs this time. If she waited another six months and just was one of the people jumping in, she wouldn't get any. Now she's got the spotlight, at least for a week or two. Well, that ma- that makes sense. You know, you alluded to that Lindsey Graham endorsement of uh, Donald Trump. I know your colleague, uh, Tucker Carlson, spent a lot of time on this last night in primetime explaining and kind of delving into the fact that Lindsey Graham has some very substantive policy disagreements with Trump on foreign policy, on immigration, a lot of stylistic uh, differences. Why do you think he would uh, back Trump over two of his fellow South Carolinians who he's probably much closer to ideologically and I would think has a pretty good working relationship with? I will ask him, and you know I I am really good terms with. Him. In fact, I'll, I'll try to get him tomorrow, wow. and I'll ask him that. And why do I think? Number one, he he, he uh, Trump is almost for him so different than he would approach things. You know, he's more of a McCain guy. McCain's very traditional. Sure. This is our strong foreign policy, but he he feels as though. Uh, that Trump did things he's never thought possible in those four years, and he says his he believes that his unorthodox approach to Washington is effective. And one thing that he said last weekend is you want his policies, but you don't want him. And you, people don't understand you can't get anything anywhere without his personality. You need that. I'm going to wreck everything here till I get my own way attitude. That's what Graham says. And listen, it's a no-lose situation. He goes to bat for Trump. If Trump doesn't get the nomination, the base, the Trump people still say, hey, Lindsey Graham, I respect you. And Lindsey Graham turning around, going back to Tim Scott and Governor Haley or or Governor DeSantis won't be an issue. No, they're not going to be mad. I can't picture uh, Lindsey Graham won't approach it and say these other guys are terrible. He'll say Trump's the guy I like everybody else. And therefore, he won't be out in the in the wilderness. But he does believe that Trump earned this nomination this time. So while he could still also have his voice be heard, he could go up and blow up Trump. He'll just say, why are you pulling the why are you pulling? Why are you stop backing the Kurds in Syria? Why would you pull out of Afghanistan? He would say that publicly and then go golf with him over the right. weekend. Right. No. So he appreciates that. Uh, absolutely. Trump doesn't mind it. Yeah. No, you got to give both of them credit, I guess, in that respect. Hey, uh, what's uh, what's coming up on uh, on Fox and Friends and on radio today, Brian? Well, um, I don't know if you guys saw. There's the 64 SUNY colleges, if you want to graduate, you have to take a <laughs> equity exam now. So to understand how wh- privileged white people are and how we are fundamentally racist. So uh, that is, to me, is a huge story. Nick Giordano is a political science professor at Suffolk Community College. He's going to be joining me, and I'm going to try to pull him on to the radio show, too. 
but he's going to be he's going to be joining me uh, on TV to talk about how there's going to be a bunch of students who are going to refuse to take this test, just like they refuse to take the shot and are going to transfer out. I, I as a white person, you are not privileged as a black person. I don't believe this card is stacked against you, but you can also understand where we were as a country. And Nick Giordano is going to be on there. I'm going to talk to Doug Collins about uh, about that case against Trump in Georgia. I'm going to talk to Steve Moore about our economy. New polls out. 73% of the people think we're on the wrong track. Uh, Ian O'Connor is going to uh, not only preview the Super Bowl, but he wrote a book on Belichick, New York Post writer. I think he's fantastic. Uh, former ESPN host doing what we're doing on radio. Ian O'Connor is going to join us to put, uh, to put Tom Brady in perspective. So uh, that's what's going to be uh, coming up over the next six hours. And I'm going to be talking about the committee hearings yesterday. Uh, you are racist if you want to enforce the border. That and a MAGA a lunatic if you're a Democrat. And if you want to enforce the border, you bring in Border Patrol to tell you the border's never been more wide open and how many, uh, fe- how many fentanyl deaths there's been. And you see a parent come up and say, I lost my 15-year-old when he tried to uh, – when he took one time, took a drug, it killed him mm. on the spot. And so we're going to talk about those debates. And also, while I'm doing the show yesterday, Frank, you might have been in bed, but they were going through. The FBI was raiding another one, not raiding, but going through another one of Joe Biden's houses. Right. They were the invited different in. way in which this approach is incredible. Yeah, that that, that is uh, for sure. You know, you mentioned the economy, Brian, and I'm looking forward to hearing that interview with Steve Moore. Last week, right after we spoke, uh, there was some some in the conservative blogosphere that took issue with you. They said that you were defending Biden's economy, and uh, this was trumpeted everywhere. I think even Drudge linked to this. Now, uh, I've known you to do many things, but being an advocate of Bidenomics is not is not one. Uh, tell me what you well, made of the whole controversy yeah, media, about I screwed, that, Brian. I screw this up. So, yeah. so my point is this. Here we are one month after the election. He is not even saying I'm running for re-election. We have a month till the State of the Union address. My point was— you have a speech in, I think it was New Jersey. Could you at one point just say, this is what I want to do. These are the things that I did. And even though that uh, X, Y, and Z hasn't been done, point to other economies and say we're better off. Why do you have to vilify one congressman, this congressman from Texas, who has a policy about, uh, I don't know, about some entitlements that he wants to reform? Why do you have to make it a cartoon? Why do you have to go after mega Republicans, talk about Donald Trump, when you have this one time to be president of the United States, not be leader of your party? So and my point is, I'm giving him points, say, you can actually say something for you instead of vilifying somebody and be unified. Be unified. And you want to pick something out? I go, you pick out your jobs numbers, compare our economy to other economies without vilifying Trump or Republicans or some congressman who has a view about what we should do with non-discretionary spending. You don't have to make it a cartoon. So they take that and say, Brian Kilmeade thinks uh, the, the economy's, uh, Joe Biden's economy is great. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I, they just, that's almost like what Jon Stewart did. <laughs> they would take a sarcastic comment, I'm saying it, and say it as authentic Mediaite grabs that headline. People grab the clip. When people watch the clip, they get what I'm saying. I'm trying to say, can you possibly be a unifier for once in your career or as president of the United States because we're not in the political season? Can you actually try to make it harder for Republicans to go back and and not vilify you for a second? Point out what you liked. And how about this? Point out what you – you come out and say this. 
I'm disappointed inflation is 6%. I thought I'd be getting it down to 2% right now. That's going to be my focus. You know, and I, I'm talking to people at Strawberries, and now five times what they were. Oh, it, I'm thinking about the restaurant. It, the, eggs, like, eggs are be, more expensive than, uh, than caviar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. So you just say, I can't believe it. And I'm try- I get up every day. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. And, I, and after a while, you sound like somebody like us. Like, you know, I, I can't believe the traffic is so bad. Well, right. I've got I to tackle the traffic. So why are you pretending that everything is politics? I just think, can you be president for once? And I thought that was an opportunity. People always say, how do you bring the country together? I, my point was, that's an example. That you could bring the country together and not – right. Lose anything politically once well, it sounds and said uh, now he's going to say state of the union. I'm running for election. And it's going to be why is America so divided? Because all our politicians go out to take each other's, you know, to scratch each other's eyes out on a daily basis unnecessarily. Well, it sounds like if uh, Kamala Harris gets bounced from the ticket, he might be considering you as a running mate. I, I'm convinced. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. Thank you, my friend. Right. It's great to talk with you. Go get him, Frank. All right. Uh, if you want to comment for 15 seconds, be heard at 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight.